welcome to another episode of True Dominions Ministries Podcast. We thank y'all for joining us today. Today we're going to be talking about God's love and value for people. This is really a topic of worth. Mm-hmm. You know, how God looks at you and how God um, loves you and how he sees you. And not so much as how you see yourself. You know, I know that there's a lot of people, we see ourselves in a different light than God sees us. Because we know that we have messed up or we have done something that was not... um of God and that even that in itself keeps people from God mm-hmm. that keeps people from saying you know what I, I want to see who I want to see about your God I want to talk to uh, the person that you call your God and you know and they will stay away from our God due to what they have already done because they don't see themselves being able to be forgiven for certain things. But God's love for us is, is, is it outweighs what we have done. Mm-hmm. He said, as long as you don't blaspheme the Holy spirit, mm-hmm. he said, then you have an opportunity to come to me and ask for forgiveness. And I'm just enough just to forgive you. Right. You know, he says that you are more valuable to me than what you think. I can use you to do some things in the earth that I cannot use anybody else to do because you have already went through some things that has equipped you to help somebody else. Mm -hmm. Right. So we're talking about the love and the value that God has for us, his people. Mm -hmm. So to you, what is your thoughts on the love and the value of people? Um, the only thing that I could think about, not I won't say the only thing, but the, the one that stuck out the most was his people of Israel. As far as a demonstration of his love. Mm-hmm. And all I can think about and all I could hear as I was studying this was let my people go. And so many people are still enslaved mm-hmm. to the things that they grew up with that they once knew, that they once experienced. And we all have the capability of staying in a stuck place. But we also have God with us that pulls us out of those places. Mm -hmm. And we can be free from a lot of things if we just take his hand and be led by him into that freedom. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. And with that being led to freedom, I think that a lot of people don't do really taking um I reckon they don't really take into concern or, or into a, they don't really factor in that there is something that we must do. Mm-hmm. And that one something is renew your mind. Yes. Yes. And I think that as long as we don't renew our mind, we're going to continuously to stay stuck in that same place. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's just a cycle. You're just recycling over and over and over and over. But God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He is. And with that, you know, we know that he values his people. 
it's us that have to value him and have the same value for him. That's right. It is us who have to do the changing. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, it is us that have to do the changing. Um, one thing is for sure. Mm -hmm. Change is going to happen. It is. Rather you for it or not. <laughs> right. Change is mm -hmm. going to happen. Right. You know, and I think that once we can realize and understand that change must take place mm -hmm. and it's going to happen with your permission or without your permission, mm -hmm. then we can see what, what part we play in change as we look in ourselves. Right. And that's what the word is supposed to cause you to do. It's not meant to for you to be able to point a finger at someone else, but it's supposed to have a reflection in your own life. Yeah. You know, it's supposed to be a mirror. Do I look like this? Do I sound like this? You know, do I act like this? And in that comes the correction and the love from God. Do I look like holiness? Do I sound like holiness? Do I, is, 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 is that the picture right. that I am projecting? Is right. that is that the is that the thing that I'm mirroring? Right. Am I mirroring the 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 heart of Jesus, the heart of God? Am mm -hmm. I mirroring that? Right. And, and and I and with the value that God and the love that God has for us, I think we need to as a people go back into the Mark, Matthew, Luke, and John. Mm -hmm. go back to where Jesus was showing himself to be who he was supposed to be. And then we can see how our actions line up against his actions. Right. Not how my actions line up against another man or another woman's actions, but how my actions line mm -hmm. up with Jesus's actions. Because we spend time uh, uh, measuring ourselves by other people mm -hmm. uh, that we don't fully walk in a place that we're supposed to walk into because right. we're looking at somebody else. Right. But when you take your eyes off of Jesus, take then you start measuring your things by the elements of the earth. But mm -hmm. I wants us to be focused on him. Right. Because, Absolutely. Because since he loves us and values us in such a way, we have to in turn reverence that love. Mm -hmm. We have to, in turn, do something that says, God, I trust you. God, I love you just as much as you love me, if not more. Just as much as you value me, if not more. You know, And I know that I can't give God more love than he has given me because he's given me 40 years, and I, in return, have not given him 40 years. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's right. That, that, that is, that's good. Because I don't think we look at it that way. I've never looked at it that way, as you just said it. You know, but but he has in whatever age you are, he has given you that amount of time. And unless you came out the womb doing everything correctly, unless you came out the womb doing everything that 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 you was predestined to do, then you have not given God your entire life. Right. Absolutely. But he has given you your entire life to live and to get it right. Right. So let us pray. Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank you for bringing us together, oh, Heavenly Father, one more time, on yes, one accord, oh, Heavenly Father, to deliver what it is that we believe that you have given unto us, oh, Heavenly Father. Yes, use our minds to think, use our mouths to speak. Lord, Heavenly Father, place on our hearts whatever thing that you want to be said, oh, Heavenly Father, and we will give you the glory, honor, and the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And today, I'm going to be coming from a plethora of chapters. <laughs> a lot of verses mm -hmm. you know i'm i'm going to be bouncing around a little bit but i'm going to explain everything as i go mm -hmm. and, and 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 it's going to be about six things and, and 
trust me, there are plenty more that could be talked about. But these six, I feel like are needed in this moment. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I think a lot of times that people don't see what other people have to deal with. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we don't see what's behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm starting off with Matthew 6, and, and I'm going to go from 25 to 34. Okay. Um, if there's anything you want to say before I get started. I can wait. I can wait. Okay. And this one is about worrying. He doesn't want us to worry. Mm-hmm. Because that's 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 not supposed to be in our DNA makeup. Right. You know what I'm saying? If we are God's children, he's already provided. He said, I've already given you everything that pertains to life and to godliness. Godliness and to life. I've already given you all of these things. He said, but you just have to trust me that you already have them. Right. And you shall have them. Mm-hmm. And they read, therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air and they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. Yet their heavenly father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his statue? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow and they neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which is today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? There, uh, therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink? What shall we wear? For after all these things, the Gentiles seek for your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about the things of its own sufficient for today is its own trouble. Mm. So everything <clears throat> that we have going on today, we have already, it's, we are sufficient for that mm-hmm. of today. Right. God has already made today sufficient for itself. It's not anything that we have to do, not anything that we have to uh, conjure up, if you will. Right. Or uh, 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 overly think, if you will. Mm-hmm. Because God has already made it easy. He's already made it plain. He said, I already predestined today to be. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is walk up right in it. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is what I commissioned you to do. Mm-hmm. So worrying should not be known amongst the saints. Right. It should not be known amongst the believers. Because if we believe that God had already placed these things in the earth for us, if we believe that God has already done everything that he said he was going to do by the fulfilling of his word through the Holy Spirit, then we know that everything is already taken care of. Mm -hmm. All we got to do is walk it out. Yeah. And then I'm going to go into something that God doesn't want us to be without. Can I I expound on that a little bit? Um, Because a lot of times... The majority of the time, we only read verse 35, but seek ye first the kingdom of God 
That's the only part you hear most of the time, right? Mm -hmm. When it's being preached. But this part up here, the beginning of it, don't worry about clothing. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about what you're going to wear. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about what food you're going to eat, right? Mm -hmm. But when we look at people, those are the things that we see. Rather, we see a post of a fancy restaurant plate. Rather, we see a new wardrobe. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you just said earlier, keeping your eyes on Jesus mm -hmm. will cause you to be who you're supposed to be in him. Yes. How does, um, just for the people, how does one not see what can be seen, right? Yeah. And still not feel or maybe even worry about how much, I don't know what people's thoughts are, but how much better they could be or how can they be like that? Or in that way. You know, the, the, the thing that I have to say about that is everybody has their own process, right? Mm -hmm, right. So we can't look at a finished process mm -hmm. and expect to be in that process before our time comes. That's an excellent I think that a lot of times we see somebody that has done XYZ mm -hmm. for 15, 25, 35 years, mm -hmm. which have already been established. But just like Jesus said, my time has not yet come. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I have not yet got to that place. Right. So I have to be patient with my process. Okay. Because my process mm -hmm. is going to look totally different from their process. Mm -hmm. Because they have already gone through the rigmarole of, 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 of being cleansed and being washed over and being renewed mm -hmm. and having their minds renewed. Because they have gone through the process of these things. They are able to walk in the blessing of God. And because some mm -hmm. people have not yet been processed, mm -hmm. they, they feel like they still lacking. Gotcha. But they're not lacking from the standpoint of God saying, I got you. But they are lacking in their knowing that God has me. That's it. Their belief. They're lacking in their trust mm -hmm. that God will not leave and or forsake. It's easy to believe for somebody else. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to us, we have to have that same belief system for ourselves. That's right. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like <clears throat> that we do more looking and being like, wow. You know what I'm saying? Instead of looking at ourselves and being like, wow. You know what I'm saying? I'm still here. Yeah. I still get another opportunity. I see how they look. They look nice. You know what I'm saying? They look good. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But my time ain't there yet. Right. Right. My process hadn't taken me there yet. Mm -hmm. But I can bank on it that my process will take me somewhere in that vicinity and even greater. Right. And I, and I just ask that question because we live in a world today where everybody's looking at everybody else. Mm -hmm. As far as we have social media, the platforms have become broad. Yes. And so, I mean, you turn on your phone, you're going to see something. You know what I'm saying? Even when you're not looking. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, 
And so I think people don't want to necessarily do that. But when you have a device in your hand and it supplies that 24-7, it's kind of hard to bypass it or dismiss it unless you just plan on not having friends on Facebook at all or not uh, <laughs> following somebody else or whatever the case may be. So I just thought that as you read that, I just thought that, yes, we can seek the kingdom of God, but that's not the only thing that he's requiring. That's not the, that's he's not saying, the only requirement. Don't worry about these things yes. in seeking me. Don't worry about none of what you don't have mm -hmm. because you already have everything that pertains to life mm -hmm. and to godliness. Being content. Being content. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. No, that's that's just that's fine. That's fine. That's real good. The same thing that God does not want us to be without. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's it's not a thing that we need to look at and say, Oh my God, I don't have this, I don't have that, I mm -hmm. don't have this, I don't but God said, What about what you do have? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The lady was the, the I I didn't even want to get into that, but <laughs> I, sure? I wasn't gonna get into it. And I'm trying not to get into it. But there was a woman in the old testament, Elijah says, Elisha says, What do you have in your house? Okay. Uh -huh. And she said, I don't got nothing but some oil. Mm -hmm. She said the collectors after me, they hide on my trail, they want what I have, and all I have is some boys. And they want to take them from me. Mm -hmm. And they want to do whatever they want to do. And they want to enslave them. And they want to do this. And do they want to do that. Mm -hmm. He said, but what do you have in your home? Mm -hmm. And she said, I ain't got nothing but a little bit of oil. He said, take what you have. Go in your house. Borrow some vessels. Close the door. And he going to make more out of what you have now. You know, and I think that mm -hmm. sometimes we don't see as what we have is enough. But God said, I'm able to take a little and make much. Mm -hmm. We see it in the New Testament when Jesus broke the, the seven loaves and, and the two fish and he gave them to the people and, and, and 5,000 men ate, not talking about the women and children. And, and he took the little and made much. You know what I'm saying? It's just what we have, God is able to multiply. That's right. What we have is not, it's, it looks small. It looks minute. But what we have is greater than we can imagine mm -hmm. because our minds has not been able to conceive it yet. We feel like we in lack. Right. But when we can see ourselves and we can see the position that we are in, the way that God sees us and the way that God sees the position that we are in, he sees a position of being able to build upon something. He sees something that he can build upon. That's why we are still here because he has unfinished work for us to do and we can still be built upon if we allow him to, but if we're busy looking at everything else and we're busy saying what I don't have and we're busy saying I got to do this, then God can't do anything with a mindset like that. That's why we need our minds to be renewed. Mm -hmm. And where I'm coming from with this one is, is that God does not want us to be without. It's chapter seven in Matthew okay. and verses seven through 12. And they read. Asking it will be given to you. Seeking you will find. Knocking it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. And he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks it will be opened. Or what man is there among you who is, if he has a son 
And who asks for bread will give him a stone. Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them. Mm -hmm. For this is the law and the prophets. Mm -hmm. Whatever you want to be done to you, whatever you want God to do to you or do for you, you do that for somebody else. God gave his only begotten son. He said, I give to you that which is mine. Mm -hmm. But I do it because you need something that's going to sustain you when you can't yet walk on your own two feet. Mm You know what I'm saying? We were once in our mother's womb, unable to care for ourselves. When we came into the world, we couldn't give ourselves no bottle. We couldn't give ourselves anything. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Not everybody had that mother. Not everybody had that father. Not everybody had somebody that they could say that loved them. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But God said, look, while you was in that state, you still alive, right? God said, while you was in that state, you didn't feel like no one was there. You didn't feel like you was being loved. You didn't feel like you was being cared for. You didn't feel like you were being nurtured. He said, but behind the scenes, I was doing it. Mm-hmm. He said, it looked like you was going through hell. Right. But you weren't going through what you looked like. Right. You know, it looked one way, but God said, I was preparing you for something else. Mm-hmm. It looked like it looked like everything was crazy. I understand that you you parents were fiends and addicts and stuff. He said, I understand that you were molested and all these other things. I understand that you were abused and you were taken advantage of. He said, but you are not that. Right. You are not that. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want us to be without. Right. So he gave us himself. Mm-hmm. He gave us his son. So that what we read in the Gospels, mm-hmm. what we read Throughout testaments, old and new, what we read, we know that he is able to restore. Mm-hmm. How so many times he did in the Old Testament with with the with the patriots, with the with the, <clears throat> with the Israelites when they would walk away from him, when they would turn their back on him, when they would go after other gods, when they would go after other things that was not God, that was not divine and was not purposed by God. When they go out and go after these things, they 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 walk into they walk into a place of punishment until they come to a, to that brick wall and they turn and say, God, you know what we need you. That's right. That's right. And when they come to that place of saying, God, we need you. God say, you never was without me. Mm-hmm. You just turned away from me. That's right. God said, you always had, it just didn't look like it. Right. You was always able, but you didn't walk into what I wanted you to walk into. You didn't acknowledge me. Right. He said, but now that you're acknowledging me, mm-hmm. come on home, son. The prodigal son took what he had, took what his father gave him, went off to a far land, partied it up, and mm-hmm. did his thing. Yeah. But he was in, but he was he was out there with the pigs and with the swine. Mm-hmm. That means he was out there in field. Right. You know what I'm saying? Just like us, we be out there in field. Mm-hmm. But when he came to himself, mm-hmm. he said, "You know what? I'm gonna go home to my father." He said, "At least I can have a piece of bread." He got He said, "I ain't even trying to go into the house, but give me a job." Mm-hmm. But when he got there, his father saw him from afar, and he went to him, 
and he hugged him. Mm -hmm. He loved up on him, gave him a ring, killed the fattest cow, said, son, eat. We're going to have a party for you. That's the way that heaven rejoices when one comes back to the kingdom. When one comes back home, that's how heaven rejoices. That's how heaven rejoices. And that's how we all have to receive his people at the same time. Yeah. You know, I think me and you had a conversation one time before about um, do you, uh, is it easy for you to walk away from people? Meaning, do you find yourself where there's people that you just cut off or things naturally just dissipate where, you know, you no longer have as many conversations or you no longer um, go out of your way kind of to make sure that they're still good in, in whatever way. And I know, yes, some people are only in our lives for a certain season, but like as you was talking about the prodigal son and his father receiving him back. Um, in his in his case, yes, he he did some, he was wrong in his ways and he came back when he came to himself. Mm -hmm. As people who are growing in Christ and as we like you said, it's a process and we have to be content where we are until we learn mm -hmm. or we do better or we get to where God is leading us. But is it that people, how can I say it? I don't really know how to, how to, uh, is it that, is it that we just cut people off in their process saying, you know, you know how when, when we're in church and, and sometimes it can be said, you know, um, you got to let some people go. Or they can't come with you in your new season. Or, you know, things like that. Yeah. Okay? And that may be true. That yes. may, and, that, and that definitely does have its place. Mm -hmm. But there are some people who we might cut off that are in their process that might need to watch us go through our process so that they can have an example in front of them to know how to carry out their own process. Yes. You know, when you look at the disciples... While they was going through their process, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Jesus didn't turn away from them. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Jesus said, let me teach you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I think we have to be careful of how we do people. Yeah. Because just like I was reading, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Just the last couple of verses, he said, do that for other people. Mm -hmm. And they will, and then I will do that for you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I know that. Yes, there are occasions where everybody can't go where you're going. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because they're not equipped to take on what you are equipped to take on. They're not equipped to handle what God has already, uh, particularly placed you in the earth to do. You know what I'm saying? I I I get that. Or right? they desire not to change at all. Yeah, some people just don't want to change. Right. You know what I'm saying, right. and, and, and they rather just latch onto your shirt tail mm -hmm. and 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 this and, and and expect to ride you in <laughs> yeah. to where they're trying to get to. Right, right. But I think for me that um, yes, we have to be a living example because people are visual people. They are, and they want to see what God can do. Right. 
That's and God say, I'm not going to give you a sign. He said, the only sign you're going to have Jonah. is Jonah. That's it. The only sign you're going to have mm -hmm. is the person that, that, that you know the lifestyle that they're being in. You know what right. I'm saying? The person that you know how they how they used to live. And as that's you, the only sign you're gonna get. And as you mentioned him as being the sign, that still goes back to the even the subject of God's love and value for people. Because he was sending Nineveh uh Jonah after a people in Nineveh that Jonah thought himself was not worthy, but God still wanted them. He had already redeemed them. Right. He already deemed them to be persecuted and, and, and to be killed and destroyed. Right. right. But yeah. God still wanted them. And what I've realized is that those people who we feel as if are still lost and don't want to change and, and will never change or, you know, they just don't get it or, you know, they're taking too long to get it or whatever. God still wants those people. Because if there was no people, there would be no need for Jonah. If there were, if there was no us, there would be no need for Jesus. So his, as you said, uh, he gave his only begotten son for a people. Yeah. You know, it was for people mm -hmm. because he valued everything and everyone that he created. God is not going to create a person and then just throw them in a the trash or or devalue them in any way why would you devalue or throw away what you created to be perfect you know and, and that brings me uh, to a movie that i looked at one time and it was called discarded things mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and these people were basically i'm not going to say outlaws because they were still children oh okay. you know I what i'm saying but 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 what they were basically like castaways right you know what Being I'm in trouble and yeah, all that kind you know, of stuff. And, and I think that um a lot of times we discard people that God is still working on. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? They just didn't have the right example in front of them to become better. They didn't have the right person in front of them to provoke them to be better. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes we are the person that will provoke them. You know what I'm saying? But we will but when we're not provoking them but instead casting them away look you know what i'm saying away with you yeah then we we leave people in the dark we leave them there mm -hmm. because now they ain't got nobody to look at right now they ain't got nobody to talk to to get some kind of advice you know what i'm saying it's not even that leaving them there it's it's even not sending them or having a place for them to go if you're not the one to help them i think that's just as bad it or is. as worse than just leaving or turning your back when you say, you know what, I cannot help you with this, but I do know somebody that can. Or I'm going to look into somebody that can help you with that. If you know that you don't, just don't have the patience for that person. And you know? I think that that's where we have to lead people to somebody that can give them what they need. Right. Instead of saying, well, if I can't do it, nobody can. That too. And that's and that's and I think that that's how people get um they like well people don't you know people come and people leave a church but you don't have what they need mm -hmm. and just like I can have a conversation with somebody but not have what they need 
So then they have to go and have that same conversation with somebody else. Mm. But that person might have what they need. Right. And I cannot discriminate on the need of that person and that need being supplied for. You know that you know what that makes me think about is the woman yesterday. And she said after all of the traveling that she or searching for a church, she was now in the place that she found that she belonged. But she said I just felt like I didn't fit in anywhere. Anywhere. She it wasn't that she wasn't looking for a place and it wasn't that she you know wasn't open-minded to certain things but she was just like I just felt like I didn't fit in anywhere and that I I rode all the way home thinking about that how many people that we call church hoppers that we call whatever name we, we may call them now I don't know if they still call them that or not but all of these people that we say, you know, they don't know how to be still or they just they just looking for this or looking for that. How many people feel like I just don't belong to any church or haven't found a church that I just belong to, that I just fit in with? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and people are looking almost it's almost like when she said it, it was almost like I'm looking. I was looking for a home, you know, and when you even say that. You know what I'm saying? It's just like looking for God and looking for a place to belong is not the same. Mm. It's not the same. I mean, because we don't need church for God to find us. No. He can find us at somebody's house. He can find us at our house. You know what I'm saying? But he said, don't forsake the assembly. Basically, don't be without like-minded people. Don't be so secluded that the devil can work on you. Mm -hmm. But get around people that's going to help build you up. And I think that sometimes we don't, we don't necessarily understand that. We just think that they need God and, that's, and, and that should be enough. But people want to belong to a place. Yeah. They want to feel like they want to feel like when you go to your house, that's supposed to be your place of peace. Yeah. When you come to a house of God, that's supposed to be your place of peace. Mm -hmm. That's supposed to be your sanctuary where you can just let everything go and you can give it all to God and then you can go home and you can be free. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Church is supposed to be a place. It's supposed to be the place of the altar where I can lay everything down. Yes. I can come here and I can get free. Yeah. I I I come here and I'm and I'm distraught by what is going on and and everything that I see and, and I'm not getting peace and I feel like I don't belong so I leave and you and and and, and, and you talk about me. Mm -hmm. That part. Don't talk about me because what I needed it was just that I didn't find it with you. Or what I needed wasn't fulfilled with you. Right. It was, it's just that God wanted to do something else with me. But it's not that you you played your part for a season. Mm -hmm. But now it's that I have to find where I belong. Yeah. It's just like us with God. We have to find God and we have to find what it, find out what it is that he want to do with us. You know what I'm saying? But it ain't something that's that's very far out. 
of yeah. what we've all, always been. Yeah, definitely. You know, as I as I did my um, apology piece last night, mm-hmm. um, just to be clear, it wasn't what I said. It was how I said it. And God, it was almost like a tape recorder recording back to me. And when I said, you know, I was telling the people like, you can't get close to me, (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know, he was reminding me of who my leader is to me. Mm -hmm. She did not know me. I had never been in her church. But when God said to go to her and ask her for a prayer shawl, she said, I'll meet you. She didn't ask me anything outside of, but okay. And what he was showing me was, one day, you're going to have to be the very person that I put into your life to be to you. Mm-hmm. So when you have to be a mother-like person, or when you have to be a friend to someone who is lost, mm-hmm. or when you have to be a confidant, and you have to have that integrity that you hold their secrets. The place where they release is not for you to take on and hold on to it. But you are simply a vessel mm-hmm. that I'm using to be there for someone else. Yeah, because everybody needs a place of release. Right. And yeah. so as as he was, you know, showing me me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. And... Showing me the people that, yes, I had to go from church to church, not in that way of just searching for churches. I was at the Baptist church for all my life. And then when my mother um, went Pentecostal, I I stayed with that for maybe three or four years. And I went back to Baptist for 10 years. And then, but it was only because I didn't understand Pentecostal either. Mm -hmm. Um. But along the way, ever since then, there were people that God sent in my life, whether it was for a moment, whether it was for three months, whether it was for two years, there were people that he sent along the way to teach me one thing, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's where we did the video on who did we learn from, you know, and I listed all those people that I learned from that I didn't necessarily have a relationship with, Mm -hmm. but they came into my life for that moment. Yes, and when I and when you say that, I start thinking the analogy about trees. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> trees, you know, in as the seasons change, you know, they grow, they grow leaves, or they grow leaves. You know, they it, it's it's just like us. Uh, we have people with us for a season, mm-hmm. but then when the seasons begin to change, leaves start falling off. Mm-hmm. A good hard wind come, branches start falling off. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and that's the thing. I think that a lot of times we give people root positions when they are just leaves. We give people root positions when they are just branches. You know what I'm saying? A leaf, when that season change, they're going to leave. They're going to leave. When a good hard wind come and it blow and it continuously blow, Branches break off. They look like they was going to be there. They look like they was going to stay there. But they leave. They they fall off. 
And I think that a lot of times we give people permanent positions for temporary, but they really temporary people. Some just happen to stay a lot longer than others. Yeah. In 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 the my defense is for, you know, because there are as far as in that apology, there are good leaders. There are. And those are the people that I was talking about. I hope that I did not offend them. I meant what I said <laughs> about the ones who are just doing things just to be doing things. Mm-hmm. I meant what I said when I was because it, it when I think about the phone calls, when I think about who the people who come and say certain things to us, you know, about certain situations that go on in the church, you know, it aggravates me. It stirs me up, you know, mm-hmm. for people to be treated a certain way in the church. But because I have to answer to God. Yes, sir. Because when he called my name and he and he have to show me myself and he had to show me my wrongs and say and, and it's still in love. It wasn't like he was harsh with me yesterday, but he was just showing me you have to be exactly what I've given to you through Apostle Alicia. Mm-hmm. Not only when I speak and even though this is the very beginning, I won't say it's the beginning, but it's really the beginning of our ministry. When I speak, I don't just represent myself. Mm-hmm. When I speak, I represent you. I represent our children. Mm-hmm. I represent my leader, mm-hmm. Apostle Alicia. I represent my mother, my family, you know, and anybody else that I may be imparting anything into. And most of all, you represent God. And I represent God, the kingdom of God. And so he, his kingdom doesn't look any kind of way. And his kingdom definitely doesn't sound any kind of way. So what he was correcting me on is, it's not what you said, it's how you said it. Because you don't know who I'm going to send to you that you may have to be close to for a season. You don't know who I'm going to cause to be in your life. And they have to call you and say, hey, I need someone to talk to. And you have to go to them the same way. Your leader came to you. And so in that in that retrospect, I just wanted to clear that up to say, you know, I apologize to the good leaders. I apologize to the people who are faithful to the ministry, faithful to God and faithful to the to the people in the ministry. You know, because sometimes even as a leader, you know, you get thrown into a bunch of 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 stigma you know people stigmatize you with the rest of them and so what when i spoke it was as if i was speaking about all leaders or all preachers and that wasn't the case so that's where that came from but that too (laughs) lines up with today's message (laughs) and i don't think that was a coincidence you know, about God valuing his people. Mm-hmm. You know, he will send us broken people. He will send us people who take a little longer to get to where they need to be. He will send us the people who are just trying to find their way and looking for a place to fit. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry if I took too long, but I know you got some more scriptures. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. 
Because the love and the value that God has for people, mm-hmm. it has to be realized. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If they never have an example to see, then they never have an example to follow. Right. You know? Right. We have to be what somebody else needs. You know, we're not going through what we're going through just by happenstance. Mm-hmm. We're going through what we're going through or went through so we can help somebody else out of that. Yeah. You know? Because it might be somebody that needs to go to the prison to do ministry. There yes. might there might need somebody to be to go to the foster care homes or to the group homes to uh mentor someone because they live that life. You know, if there if was somebody that might need to go to the AA meeting and be a sponsor for someone else. You know, I just I just think that outside the four walls, ministry does happen. And, and but we don't talk about that side of ministry because when we say ministry, everyone thinks about a church or a building. But the minute real ministry happens outside of the church. Yeah, I, I reckon the church is for equipping the people. That's what it's to for. go back out. That's what it's for. But out is where you get the people to come in. Yes. You know what I'm saying. Yes. And you have to go outside the pasture to get more. Mm-hmm. They say sheep beget sheep. Mm-hmm. Disciples get disciples. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> and we should never see a Christian or a saint as if they were our rival. Right. Right. And and that's why I say denomination forces us into separation. You know. But I'm not going to get on that. Because <laughs> we are of value right. to God. Right. We need him to do for us spiritually what he needs for us to do naturally. But no matter what uh, denomination you are, we were all created by the same God. We were. We were. And that's why I say that denominations forces us mm-hmm. into separation. Because the holiness might, might look at... <laughs> Oh Lord, what you about to say? No, no, no. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not um, okay. saying that crazy. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Never know. But, but you know, <clears throat> the, the holiness might look at the Baptist like y'all ain't godly enough. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But the Baptist might look at the holiness like y'all, y'all do the most. <laughs> what y'all jumping and running in they for? <laughs> You know, I, and, yeah. and and I'm just and I'm just being real. Yeah. But that's the expression. And and I think that that's what people need to understand. It's not about a denomination. It's about the expression that people have for God. Right. Like some people love the expression of of freely being able to vocalize hallelujah. Right. Or freely being able to get up and run and 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 say God, I love you. Mm-hmm. The, the freely to speak in tongues, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. In the Baptist church, you, hey, 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 <laughs> you out of order. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> Settle down here. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? In the Catholic church, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> they sing hymns and things like that. Right. There, there is no, there is no rhythm and roll. There is no, no running. There no is, beat. You don't see no moving going on. <laughs> if they're going to be an instrument played, it's going to be an organ. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I think that every denomination has their thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I think it's for uh, uh, certain people. 
but we cannot let that separate us. Mm-hmm. Because we all serve in the same God. All serving the same God. We're all talking about the same God, the same Jesus, the one that died and hung up on that tree on Calvary's cross and paid for the remission of every, each and every one's sins. Just a denomination is my expression. Mm-hmm. That's all a denomination is. It's how I express my love for God. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's all it is. That's the only thing that separates the people. Is their expression for God. Yeah, I like that. That's it. Yeah. That's it. That would be true. I, I guess too, but I think when they uh separate like that, it also comes down to doctrine too. Yeah. It also comes down to doctrine. Yeah, I mean, because you know, there 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 are certain there are certain things that they believe more that, in. That they believe in I ain't gonna get into all that. Right, right. But the essence is, if you don't believe in Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. that he came, died, paid for the remission of your sins, then you're not at the fold. That's right. Bottom line. There, there, ain't, there ain't no other way to ride <laughs> There ain't no other way to get into heaven but through Jesus. That's right. No man can come that way unless they go through him. That's right. Ain't you ain't going straight to the Father. I ain't get ready to go into that other stuff. We ain't going to, <laughs> We're not going to go there. We're not going to go there. <laughs> but the only way to get there is Jesus. Right. He said, I'm on the way to truth and the life. That's right. No man come to the Father said they come through me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to go through the blood. Yeah. You got to go through the blood because God not going to see us. He going to see his son. And you know what? I've had two blood transfusions in my life. And guess what? I don't know what race, what denomination, <laughs> what color eyes they had. I can't tell you. All I know is their blood and my blood mm. was the same. Yeah. The life is in the blood. That's right. And without it, you will die. What, 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 uh, what God say? Your, your brother's son cries from the ground. Mm-hmm. Your, your brother's son speaking to me. That's right. From the dirt. His, his blood cries out. Mm-hmm. So the blood speaks. Jesus' blood is what's going to do the talking. That's it. That's all God going to recognize you by. Nothing but oh. the blood. Oh. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Don't Nothing let us go back. <laughs> I knew it was the blood. Save me. Oh, one day when I was lost, Jesus died on Sing the it. cross. And I knew it was the blood. Save me. But I'm just, you know, I, you know, I, I just got. I, I love the old school. I saw it. I saw it. But that's what it is. It's gonna be the blood that's gonna that's yeah. gonna get us to the throne. Yeah. You know, no other way. That's right. No other way. So we're going on. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and next we're gonna talk about the unpardonable sin. How he tells us, look, this is what you gonna. This is what is not gonna enable you to get into heaven. Okay. This is what's going to enable you not to be able to. Jesus going to look at you and say, "I ain't never knew you." Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because Jesus say, "Look, you can do me any type of way, but you can't do the Holy Spirit any type That's of way." Because you saw what the Holy Spirit did when He came to me. He gonna do the same thing when He come to you if you allow Him to. That's right. You know, and 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 it's coming from um Matthew chapter twelve uh, uh verses thirty one and thirty two. Okay. 
And it reads, therefore, I say to you, every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven men, but the blasphemy against the spirit will not be forgiven men. Anyone who speaks a word against the son of man, it will be forgiven him. But whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven him either in this age or in the age to come. That's right. It ain't going to change. It ain't going to change. He said that you can talk about me all day. Mm -hmm. You can deny him all day. He said you can deny me all day. Mm -hmm. Peter denied me, didn't he? He sure did. But I still use him. Sure did. You know what I'm saying? He said everybody ran away. They scattered. Mm -hmm. When the people came and got me. <laughs> yes, they In the did. Garden of Gethsemane, they scattered. Yes, they did. He said, but I still used them. Mm -hmm. He said, I didn't, I didn't care about what they said about me. Mm -hmm. As long as when they received the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> They understood his truth. Right. They understood and they conveyed what he was saying to them. Mm -hmm. And that's what Jesus is saying. He said, you can deny me all day, but when you receive the Holy Spirit, if you deny him, hey, ain't nothing I can do. That's right. Ain't nothing I can do. Of course, I sit at the right hand of the Father. But you got to understand, the Holy Spirit is what the Father gave me. The Holy Spirit is what the Father gives you. Now, if you deny that, mm -hmm. If you deny his truth, mm -hmm. if you deny his revelation, hey, that's on you. That's on you. <laughs> that's on you. And and that's that's how he loves us. Mm -hmm. That's how he cares for us so much. That's how he values us. That he would tell us that, hey, look, don't do it. Don't do it. Mm -hmm. That's a warning. Don't deny the Holy Spirit. And that, and that goes to, to show you how much he loves you, that he will warn you. Of the very things that could keep you from him mm -hmm. and from entering into the kingdom of heaven because he doesn't have to warn you about anything just just like he didn't have to show me myself yesterday you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. he, could wait That's to, right. he could wait the judgment day and be like oh remember when you remember you know? when? <laughs> so i i just believe that um he he is a god that that judges yes and he is he also gives you warning Yes. He gives you the warning and he gives you um, the things that would keep you apart from him. And I think that's I think when people uh, come into church or come into Christ, all they hear about is what they can't do yes. and who they can't be. Yes. But we never tell them who they can be and what they can do and what they can do. So they look at it from one side. And the truth is, <laughs> you can still have fun. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. You can still go to the wedding. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can still go and have a good time. Right. But do it in decency and in order. Right. And have stand have his standards. Don't be out there drinking and getting sloppy. Right. Saying that you represent God. Right. Don't be out there cursing and with filthy lucre and all these other things and saying that you are of the sheepfold. Mm -hmm. He's saying that you can still go bowling, you can still go to the movies, you can <laughs> still go to the park, you can still go and have a good time, but do it in with holiness in mind. Because that is how disciples beget disciples. You can't get disciples if you ain't going nowhere. You can't go and preach or speak the word of God if you're not around anybody. Jesus went to the wedding, didn't he? <laughs> he did. And even when you said something about being drunk, I thought about Noah. <laughs> and he built that boat. <laughs> you know, but even in his drunkenness yeah. and his son uncovered his nakedness. 
Mm-hmm. To put him to shame almost, you know, mm-hmm. or put him to shame, period. Yeah, you know, know God had to deal with him for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that might be his sin, but I'm going to deal with yours too. Yeah, you it, know, his other brothers didn't like that mess. No. But what you mean? So it's not the drinking that's, that's the sin, it's the drunkenness that's the sin. And you got to know the difference. Now, if you were drunk, and that's been your struggle, then you might not need to drink. You don't need to go down that road because you might not come back. And next, we're going to talk about. Shake my tip. Yeah, shake my tip. It said, the riches do not trust in riches. Mm-hmm. And this is where the church goes crazy. I can't believe he said that. <laughs> Don't trust in riches. Don't. I want to say this. God owned all the cows on the hills. He owned a thousand cattle on the hill. He yeah. owned everything. The earth is his and the fullness thereof. Every thought that had entered into the land that was good, that was made to 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 uh to to advance men and to advance and advance the economy, advance everything that that we know as life today. Mm-hmm. God had had His hand in it. You know what I'm saying. So we're not gonna say that you can't get money. Right. We're not gonna say that you can't have wealth. We're not gonna say that you can't have it. Mm-hmm. We saying don't trust in it. Right. Because the Bible clearly states, trust no man. And <laughs> when he say trust no man, that means no man. You, when you look at that $100 bill or you look at that dollar bill, they somebody on there. He also says you can't serve man. You know, you can't serve money. Mm-hmm. You can't serve it. Money is spent, sent here to serve you. It's sent here to serve us. It's sent here to do a purpose. We can't do anything without money. God know we have need of it. He going to supply it. But we got to do the right thing. It answers all things. It answers all things. What did he just say? I thought God answered all things. He said money answers all things. That's what he said. Money answers all things. Things now. Things. If there is a thing, money can get it. That's right. Money not going to open the door though. And money ain't going to heal you. Money ain't going (laughs) to get you to where you are destined to be or predestined to be. Money might get you in a room, but it ain't going to get you in the right room. Right. You know, it ain't gonna get you in the room that God called you to. That's only, right. only what God did gonna get you into that room. Mm-hmm. Money is never gonna answer purpose. Mm. Now, yes. it might advance purpose, right? But it'll never answer purpose. Mm, that's good. I like that. And what he says about not trusting riches is in Matthew nineteen sixteen through twenty two, and it reads, "Now behold." One came and said to him, good teacher, what good things shall I do that I may have eternal life? So he said to him, why do you call me good? (laughs) No one is good but one. That is God. But if you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. He said to him, which ones? Jesus said, you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness. Honor your father and your mother and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The young man said to him, all these things I have kept from my youth. What do I still lack? Jesus said to him, if you want to be perfect, 
Go sell what you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come and follow me. But then but when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful for he had great possessions. And what he did was deny Christ. He said, I ain't doing that. You know how much I got? I'm going to keep my stuff. You know what I got? I work hard. For Let this. me tell you something. God, I, <laughs> God gives and God take away. He sure do. If God tell you to go and give X amount of money to somebody, and you might look at it and say, yeah, look, I ain't got it like that. Mm -hmm. God said, look, I'm the one that supplied what you already have. I'm the one that's going to supply what you need. He said, but if you trust me, mm -hmm. it's going to work for you good. I know it's going to look crazy. I know it sounds crazy right now. But if yeah. you trust me, it's going to work for you good. Mm-hmm. And he says, don't trust in what you have. Mm -hmm. If I tell you to go over there and I tell you to fund the orphanage, that's what I want you to do. Or give away your car. If I tell you <laughs> to give to somebody your car, that's what I want you to do. Mm -hmm. He said, because I'm, I'm telling you, because I'm trying to open your hand so you can release something so I can put something else in it. That's right. He said, I'm trying to get to you something else. I'm trying to get to you purpose. I'm trying to get to you where you what you really need and where you really are going. He said, I'm not doing this because I just want you to be broke. I'm not doing this because I just want you to be in lack or be without. Mm -hmm. I'm doing this in order to help you out. But you have to trust that what I'm telling you to do is for your good. Mm -hmm. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Because we have to not believe in our ability to get money. Right. And that's what we do. We believe in our ability to get money. You think I'm just talking about you? I'm talking about me too. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about me too. Because I have had the ability to go and get money. But I also see that it wasn't my ability, but it was God's purpose that caused me to get more money than I ever had. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? It was God divine strategy that caused me to get more money than I ever had. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But when I start walking in my own way because of what I had and I'm trying to obtain again. is where I fall short. Mm -hmm. It's where I start messing up. Mm -hmm. It's where I get out of the will of God and I start doing me and not doing him. Mm -hmm. And that's what we have to understand. We mess up because we do us. Right. And you know what you I'm know, saying? In, in in pursuit of the money. And you know what they that, say? That just goes back, as you said. Going to get that bag. Um. <laughs> they can't have that bag. You know how you say um, you made the most money you ever had? Yeah. I made the most money I ever but, made in my but, entire life because God said go. That's right. And we went. But we also had to give. As much as you made, we had to give away. Yes. You know, we won't talk about amounts. But it was my dog, you know. <laughs> I, 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 I thought we was just getting ready to get right. <laughs> yeah, you know what you what and, you saying? And it was just, but it was a it was a testing period for us that I believe that God used more than once, more than twice, more than three times, more than five times. You know, it it was all it was just like I'm a, I'm a see I'm a see where, where you at I'm a see if how much you really say you love me I'm a see. You know, because there, just as he knows that we're all in need, the Bible says that he knows all of our need and he supplies all of our need. According he to might his, know that Lord. I have something that you need. Mm -hmm. So he'll come to me and say, hey, 
go give him this. And I can choose to hold on to it or I can choose to obey God. Right? Mm -hmm. But when I give you the very thing he asked me to release, a lot of times we think, oh God, you trying to take all the stuff I got? You trying to, I mean, I just got it, you know? Mm -hmm. But in return, God ends up returning back to you more than what you even think you gave up. He gives you more increase and then tells you to give away more. He said, now give Where it somebody much is else. Given, much is required. Much right. is required. So the more you have, the more you will have to give. The more you have, the more will be required of you. Mm -hmm. The more talents you have, the more gifts you have, the more is going to be required of you. The more money you have, the more access you have, the more is going to be required of you. Mm -hmm. You think God placing an anointing on you for you? Yeah, you think he's placing that on you for you? He placing you on that to freely give away because he freely gave it to you. It cost you something. Let me not let me let me not negate that. <laughs> it costs. It costs you something. But it costs you to follow him. But it, the price, the price that it costs, mm -hmm. I mean, the the uh, the gains that 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 come from it are, are more weighty than the price that it costs. Right. And I'm talking about the the gain of kingdom. And that goes back to say, God values the people who have more than enough. And he also values the people who have less. And in this particular uh, story, the man that he loved didn't love him enough to give up what he gave him to have. Because everything he had came from God anyway. Mm -hmm. So he wasn't willing to give up what God gave him in the first place. Is how I look at that. Those possessions only became your possessions because God allowed them to become your possessions. Mm -hmm. So, God values the people who have millions and billions just as much as he values the people who have hundreds and thousands. Muzzy is that you the people that got tens and dozens. That's right. Because, hey, I mean, you got people that's living paycheck to paycheck that's, that's annoying right. it just like billionaires. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And God used everybody in the capacity that he can use them in. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Just because you have more doesn't mean that you better. It, it doesn't not. mean that you are held to a, 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 a different R rating. I'm going to say that. Of value, yeah. you know He's what no I'm saying. Respect no respect to persons at all, you know. And I'm a, I'm gonna move on, cause cause we go into the place of forgiveness now. You know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. He wants us to forgive. Mm -hmm. He said, "Forgive me and they trespasses, and I forgive you of yours." Right. You know what I'm saying. And but what I'm coming from is Luke 23 and 34. And I know it's only one verse. But it's the most powerful verse that you're going to ever hear. The most powerful verse you're going to ever hear. And Jesus said, forgive them. For they know not what they do. For they know not what they do. Then they divided his garments and cast lots. Forgive them for they know not what they do. 
forgive them for they know not what they do. Now that for me, for me, that took the cake. I'm talking about he he hanging up on the crop. Now he done got beat. I'm talking about beat till he was you could you couldn't recognize who he was. Mm-hmm. They didn't know if it was Jesus or not. They beat him that bad. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about slash. Ta, ta, ta. I'm talking about beat the brakes off of him. Mm-hmm. And for him, and then they try to make him carry a cross that he was physically unable to carry. Mm-hmm. And someone helped him. And someone helped him. But what I'm saying is, if he had enough of him to say, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. That goes back to him saying, I forgive you for talking trash about me. But just don't talk trash about the Holy Spirit. That's because right. he the one that got me into heaven. He the one that got me back. That's right. You know what I'm saying? That's right. He the one that came from heaven and allowed me to do everything that I did in the earth. And he the one that got me back to heaven. So don't deny him because he the one that's going to come and help you do everything that you need to do in the earth and get back to heaven. Hmm. Don't deny him. He said, but I forgave them. Even though I was in the worst pain of my life. Mm-hmm. Even though they hurt me so bad. Even though they stabbed me in the back. Even though they cursed me out. Even though they spit in my face. I still love them. I still love them. And I mm-hmm. forgive them. God. Father. I want you to forgive them. It doesn't matter what you did. It doesn't matter who you who you used to be. None of that matters. God just He said He said Jesus said, "Forgive them for they know not what they do." Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes people don't know what they're doing. They don't know who they're talking about. They don't know who they're dealing with. You know what I'm saying? They don't know who yeah. God purposed me to be. They don't know none of that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. All they see is somebody they don't like. <laughs> sometimes people yeah. don't know why they don't like you. Yeah, they just don't like you. And what it is is the spirit in you and the spirit in them. They just don't get together. They just don't. They, they collide. They come to. They are they at odds. Mm-hmm. Your spirit irritates them, so they don't like you. And I'm moving on. I'm moving on. Yeah. I'm moving on. Time is getting away from us this morning. <laughs> Sorry. But we're going into. He says, "If you go to work for me." I don't care what hour you go to work. Mm. But if you go to work for me, when I call you to work, you're going to receive the same reward as the people that bared the heat and the work of the day. That's right. And that one is from Matthew 20, 1 through 16. Now, this one's going to be a little long, but I'm I'm, going to breeze right through. And you know what that means? We all going to get the same thing. We are going to get the same reward. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. Now, when he had agreed with the laborers for a denarii a day, he sent them into his vineyard and he went out about the third hour and saw others standing idle in the marketplace and said to them, you also go into the vineyard and whatever is right, I will give you. So they went again. He went out about the sixth and the ninth hour, and did likewise. And about the eleventh hour, he went out and found others standing idle, and said to them, Why have you been standing here idle all day? They said to him, Because no one has hired us. 
He said to them, you also go into the vineyard and whatever is right, you will receive. So when evening had come, the owner of the vineyard said to the steward, call the laborers and give them their wages, beginning with the last to the first. And when those came who were hired about the 11th hour, they they each received a denarii. But when the first came, they supposed that they they would receive more and they likewise received each a denarii. And when they had received it, they complained against and the landowner saying, these last men have worked only one hour and you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden and the heat of the day. But he answered to the one of them and said, friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for a denarii that what is yours take what is yours and go your way? I wish to give to the last man the same as to you. It, is it not lawful for me to do what I wish with my own things? Or is your eye evil because I am good? So the last will be first and the first will be last. For many are called and few are chosen. And he said, wait a minute. How did, how did, the, how did the last man who came and only worked one hour come and work for one, just, just coming to you for one minute? Mm-hmm. And you give him the same. what I what I done went through years of training for. Mm-hmm. You done gave him what I done went through years of breaking my back for. He's saying, you got people coming into the ministry now, coming into ministry, coming into a place that already been made for them, and they getting the same reward that the people that been doing this for 40 years getting. Wait a minute. God said, I had no respect the person. God said, the same work that you did, I applaud you for it. Thank you, because somebody had to pave the way for these other people to come in. Somebody had to bear the heat of the day so somebody else can walk into uh, what have already given unto you. Somebody else had to do a work so that 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 the new people have a place to step into. And I understand that we sometimes they look at it and be like, "Wait a minute." I done did everything. I done did everything. Now you want me to give them everything? I know you want me to tell them everything. I know. God said, "Yeah." God said, yeah, don't be a stumbling block for the people, mm-hmm. but give them what I gave you. Mm-hmm. Give them everything that you learned down through the years because they Jesus. need it. Because I'm taking them into a place that they have never been before, just the same way you have never been before. But because you have learned, because you have been, because you have been able to strategize and get through it, I want you to help somebody else strategize and get through it. Yeah. He said, give them what I gave you, and then the anointing that they already have, they're going to take that, join it with what you gave them, and they're going to be efficient and effective to the call that I have on their life. Don't be stingy and hold what what you learned from me and not give it away. He said, give that stuff away freely. Give it away freely because freely I gave it to you. I know you had to go through some things. I know you had to bear the heat of the day. I know you had to go through the dislikes and the, and, and the mad faces and all the little stinking comments. But give it away. Yeah. Give it away. Yeah. He's saying that I want you to give to somebody else what I gave you. Mm-hmm. But I want you to give it freely. Mm-hmm. Because what you have learned and what you have obtained from being in ministry 30, 40, 50 years, you're going to help somebody else excel because of what you gave them. That's right. He's saying you don't want to give it away mm-hmm. because it hurt for you to receive it. 
So now you you looking at somebody else and say, I want them to get it the way that I got it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? But God not saying that. God saying, look. You don't do your kids like that. I don't know. Some people do. Well, some people do, but but nine times out of ten, they and they don't want their children to go through what they had to go through. So I'm, they I'm make sure that they give them the things that they didn't have. So and that can be. I'm gonna tell you. Some people say when they die, they ain't, they ain't leaving their children nothing. They say they ain't leaving nothing, and if they want it, they gonna go get it. And we talking about we talking about millionaires. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about they got it. Mm-hmm. They say I want them to learn responsibility. Mm-hmm. That's and and that's what they say. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and I understand it to a certain extent. Right. But at the same time, God's saying, "Look, give that thing away." Because mm-hmm. you can't take. You it can't with take you. it with. You. I mean, you can take it with you, and, and but it's not going to benefit nobody else. That's the problem. It's <laughs> yeah. not going to benefit nobody else. Yeah. There are people in the grave with good ideas. There are people in the grave with good intentions. There are people in the grave. It, what they say, the grave is the richest place in the earth. That's how the mouth The richest place in the world. You know what I'm saying? And people go to the grave with all this knowledge, all this understanding, with all these good teachings that they didn't give away. You know, and Dr. Miles Monroe gave away for 15 years his Be- speaking. Before he started before, getting compensated. Before he started being paid the way that he was. So I think that people sometimes feel like, Oh well, I'm a charge because I deserve because I put in the time. But you've been there for five years. I mean, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. And I, I think in ministry, what your first five ten years is where you go through the troubles and you go through the heartaches and you go through the breaking and the molding and all of those things you because it's a learning new, process, right? It's a new place. It's a new time. It's a new responsibility. You know, and when someone else comes up behind you, you know what you've been through. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You you experienced all of that. They may go through something else differently. They don't know all the outs and ends. Right, right. But you have something that you can equip them with mm-hmm. so they don't have to go through that. Right. And that's all God is saying. Mm-hmm. Help them go through it. Because he valued his people. Before they get to a thing, I want them to already be taught how to go Sometimes God just want to take somebody around it, yeah. So they don't, so that they don't have to go through it. Mm-hmm. And if you already been equipped to help somebody get around it without going through it, help that person. Right, and then and they would then do the same thing that you've given to them to, for someone else because their time is only going to be limited as well. Nobody's going to be here forever. Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. I don't care what you say. You're not going to be here forever. So, I mean, whatever you gain now. It's, I mean, you just can't take it with you. I mean, when we look back and we say, we see one of the biggest people in the Bible, and and, and, I, and I'm going to say Moses. You know what I'm saying? I say one of the biggest people in the Bible. And I'm going to say Moses. You see how Moses brought the people to a land, mm-hmm. but not able to take them into a land. He brought them to it, but not through it. Mm-hmm. He brought them to it, but they couldn't possess it. Mm-hmm. And even his father-in-law had to teach him. But somebody died. Mm-hmm. Moses died. Yeah. Moses died. <laughs> yeah. And God didn't even take a breath. He turned immediately and told Joshua to take the people into the promised land. <laughs> what? <laughs> we talking about Moses. He done did all this. He done bought these people. He done hid in Egypt for 40 years so, so that he could be around the kings and everything. Mm-hmm. And then he done, 
But when I hear hid in the desert because he done killed somebody trying to help the people out one time, and now he done in the wilderness for 40 more years, I'm talking about you got a 120 years in Joker, and he ain't going to get to go into the promised land? Yeah. But God going to use somebody else to take him? But everything that Moses had to go through, he sit there and talk Joshua. He sat right there and he talked to Joshua. This is, you know, this is. But and and, that, and that, God had somebody to talk to. And that reminds me, though, just of Moses himself, where his father-in-law had to show him a different way mm -hmm. and, and let other people lead in the areas where he, it would have depleted him Yeah. in order to get to the door of the promised land. He said, look, you can't take on all this stuff. You can't. you can't listen to everybody's complaints. You can't listen to everybody. He said, delegate the people that you can trust, that can that can that can do what needs to be done, and let them bring to you the hard things that they can't they, they can't handle. Right. Let them bring to you the hard things that they can't handle. Mm -hmm. Because God has specifically given you something that they currently don't possess. Right. And even in choosing those people, there was a standard. There was a standard. They couldn't just be anybody. Couldn't be anybody. You know? So just like anybody couldn't be in the temple. That's right. There was a certain people that had to be priests. There was certain people that was allowed to go into the holiest of holies. Mm -hmm. Nobody else. Mm -hmm. You know? And I think that when we understand that, how God wants to grow us, how God wants to groom us, how God wants to excel us, how God said, I love you and I value you and these follow my commandments and you shall prosper in the earth. Prospering in the earth is not about tangible things. It's not about money. It's not about valuables. But it's about value. And God values people and your blessings will come from people. He will use someone to bless you. That miracle, he may have to use someone. That blessing. He will use someone. And if we can have that in a mindset, I mean, if we think our troubles come through people, then surely our blessings come through people, you know. So I want to point that out, too, because we only, it was a conversation you and I was having, but that I think you, uh, I can't remember exactly what you said, but it was on the lines of if we know that we can receive or will receive trouble in days, then surely there are good days too. You know, if there's good, then there's evil as well. So, if there's bad, then there's good as well. Right. So, can we think on the good things? <clears throat> what the Bible say? Think on the things above and not beneath. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The good God is all good. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? He all knows it, all seeing. Yeah. So. Anyway. And we're going to end this today. Yeah. <laughs> we kept y'all quite some time. We today. did. Chris kept y'all quite some uh, time. But I had a few things that, that I just wanted video. to explain. I, there, there was a few things that I just wanted to uh, uh, talk about. and uh, Because forgiveness is really detrimental to your excelling. Really detrimental to your going forward. Really detrimental to your fully receiving Christ in the measure that, that we really need to receive him because we need to know first before he ever died, he had to forgive. 
before we mm-hmm. could ever receive the Holy Spirit, he had to forgive. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? This 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 ain't this this ain't something you can get past. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's not something you can bypass and say, you know, I'm just not gonna forgive, but I'm gonna just keep going towards God. God gonna stop you after a while. He said you can come close as you can get. Mm-hmm. But the, but you can't come fully into it because you have not yet forgiven. You have not yet forgiven. Jesus couldn't go into heaven without forgiving them people, so he had to forgive. He had to even say, Father, forgive them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you see what they're doing to your son. And I know you, man. <laughs> yeah. I know you angry because you, you know that I have not done any wrong. Mm. I, you know that I have not done any wrong. And I know that angers you. But I want you to forgive them. Mm. Wow. I want you to forgive them. Wow. Before I come and sit at your right hand, promise me that you're going to forgive them. Wow. I'm not asking you to come and get me off the cross. I'm not asking you to send no angels. I'm asking you to forgive. Mm. You know, when I hear that, I don't know. I'm not going to go in. We're going to save that. We're going to save that. That's good. You know, don't be mad at the person that come in there and, and, and they coming in at the end of your ministry and, and they doing more than what you did in ministry. Don't be angry because they doing that. Because they are just taking up where you are leaving off. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You are the equipping person to give them what they need so they can excel. You have to give them a part of you so that they can go on with your part and their part. Join them together and be one and be greater than you ever were. And Jesus said, the, the things that you see me do, you shall do them and greater works than these shall you do. Greater works. Greater works than these shall you do. So if I do something and then there's somebody that's coming up after me, I want them to do better. I want them to do more. I want them to reach more. I want them to preach more. I want them to excel more than me because it's not me that is supposed to be pleased. It's not me that's supposed to be exalted. It is God. It is God. And that next person that's behind me needs more than what I have. Because we're coming into a time that is a lot different than what I was in. Mm. My greater works, not a greater person. No, greater works. Greater works. And I think if we distinguish that part, then we won't be so bent on holding on to holding on to the thing. Yeah, people coming up after you that you need to pour into everything that God has poured into you. I know that you had to go through some things. I know that it was trouble. I know that you say come hell or high water, I'm going to do what God called me to do. Mm-hmm. That's what he called you to do. Equip the person that's behind you. Mm-hmm. Equip the Thank person the that's behind you. Equip the person that's behind you. Don't worry about what you're going to go through. Don't worry about what you're dealing with. God said, I got you. Don't worry about what you don't have. Don't worry about that. God said, I'm going to clothe you. I'm going to feed you. Trust me. Keep your eye on me. I won't let you sink. Keep your eye on me. Keep your eye on me. Keep your eye on me. I won't let you sink. And with that, we're going to close out. Lord Heavenly Father, I thank you for the day. I thank you for your word. I thank you for 
opening up the scriptures into our hearts, oh Heavenly Father. Lord God, I ask you if anybody that, that listens to this, oh Heavenly Father, is dealing with anything that we have discussed today, oh Heavenly Father, I ask you to free them from that burden, oh Heavenly Father. I ask you to release them from that even now, oh Heavenly Father. I ask you to touch them in a way that they can feel you, oh Heavenly Father. And I ask you to restore them to the to the greatest place that they could ever be, oh Heavenly Father. I'm calling for restoration on today, oh Heavenly Father. Restore your people with joy. Restore your people with peace. Restore your people with love, oh Heavenly Father, because we need it now more than ever before. I know that we went through some things yesterday, but what we're going to go through tomorrow may surpass what happened yesterday, oh Father God. So we need you now more than ever before, oh God. Yes, God. We ask you to touch, anoint, and reappoint on today. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Amen. Y'all have a blessed day. God bless. Oh, 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 oh,